Welcome to AI Marketing, a podcast for sales and marketing professionals that want to increase their sales, leads, and conversions through the use of artificial intelligence solutions. And now, here's your host, Mark Fredelman. Neil is a man literally after my own heart, as he loves the business of influencers and AI bots for sales and marketing purposes. In our discussion today, we're going to talk marketing chatbots and how small businesses can take advantage of it. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, I've been a fan of yours and we've, we've followed each other for so long. It's awesome to finally have a chance to have this conversation. No, I love it because you and I do a lot of the same things and uh, I still look forward to this discussion. Neil, can you give us a little, bit of a, a little bit about yourself, maybe in 200 words or less? Wow. Well, um, I have been in the business of social media marketing, uh, social selling for a decade. So I consider myself first and foremost an educator, really helping professionals and businesses to better leverage social for a variety of objectives. That means I've written a few books. Uh, my next book is coming out in March of next year with HarperCollins called The Age of Influence, which is all about influencer marketing, as you can imagine. Uh, I have also, uh, you know, teach at a few universities at Rutgers University, as well as in Ireland with the Irish Management Institute. These are executive education programs. I do a lot of speaking. I do consulting. I have my own agency. Uh, really, everything I do is, is to help companies better leverage uh, social media strategically and for a wide variety of business objectives. I'm starting to believe, Neil, you've got a twin or at least uh, somebody else that looks like you that's out there because I cannot believe the amount of content you put out there and all the things that you do. But that said, let's jump right into it. By the way, Neil has written four books. He said he read a few, a few books. He's, he's written four books. Uh, and like, like you said, the next one's The Age of Influence. And uh, in the show notes, you want to reserve uh, a, a copy of it. Uh, the link will be there. So, Neil, let's just jump right in. I was on your website and interacted with your chatbot. It's called collect.chat. Now, I haven't seen collect.chat. At least I haven't seen it before. Um, so, do you like the tool? Is it something you recommend? And why did you implement it? Yeah, it's funny. Do you know, um, you know Mixergy and uh, Bot Academy? Have you heard of that program? Yes. Okay. So I did a, uh, a, a webinar with Andrew uh, this week. And when I first met him at Social Media Marketing World, he hadn't heard of CollectChat either. And this is like an angel investor in ManyChat, which is a big Facebook Messenger platform. Um, and in fact, I was talking to Larry Kim, who uh, we're, we both serve on the Digital Marketing Institute's Global Advisory Board. So I saw him in Chicago, and he hadn't heard of CollectChat, and he's the founder of Mobile Monkey. So first of all, when we talk about bots in marketing, I think that over the last six months, there's been this huge buzz on Facebook Messenger bots. And I think that really the two leading platforms are ManyChat and MobileMonkey. I actually are using both um, and I haven't really been using them aggressively, but I'll be honest that after that webinar, I went in and I see that because I had you know, attached ManyChat to my Facebook page, I already had like 30 subscribers. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you know, first name, like you would with an email, doing a webinar on influencer marketing tomorrow just in case you missed it. And then boom, I had like an 80, 90% open rate, right? It was only 30 people, I understand. But I can see why all the messenger bot marketers are raving about messenger bots because they now, now I realize that, you know, it's not email marketing. It's a little bit different, more conversation, what have you. 
But now, I, you know, if I can target and get people to opt in to that bot on Facebook Messenger, it's really going to help me scale. And that's going to be another new channel in parallel with my own email marketing. So that's the extent to what I can talk with about Messenger and marketing bots. But I, I do believe that they're really powerful. There's a lot of potential. But on the other hand, I got started with bots, as you said, with collect.chat. Collect so what I was thinking was, you know, I go to all these sites and they have these customer support bots. And I think that's really where a lot of these web bots started. Uh, primarily customer support. You know, let us know if you have any questions, what have you. But recently, I learned about a technology called Drift. And I think they've really become the leaders. They've built an entire marketing automation platform around their web chat bot. Um, so I, I did not become a Drift subscriber because they're really now an enterprise play rather than a small business play. And, I'm, and my business is more of a small business than an enterprise. So I was looking for different solutions. And what I wanted was, and I realized, and it, it, the, the whole Drift thing, I was in Europe over the summer last year, and I was talking to a marketer that actually used Drift for the company. And he was saying the conversion rate from chatbot conversations was ridiculous. I'm like, are people really engaging with chatbots on websites? And he said, absolutely. So I did a little bit, of, little bit more research. And you know, what I realized after installing my own chatbot using ClickChat, which I, you know, I have clients that I do marketing consulting for, and if I am doing their implementation or, or just consulting, I recommend all of them should have a chatbot because people now engage with the web very differently than they did 20 years ago. And it's all changing, right? So now that all these companies have these bots that are there ready to help you on every page, people are just not going to contact forms nearly as often when there's a bot, right? And so I have realized that as well. I get way more conversations like the one you gave me today, Mark, thank you very much, from the bot than the contact form. And that's the first general understanding is that, um, Make it easy, right? Make it easy for people to get in touch with you. And a bot is the greatest way to do that. The other thing is what I realized with Collect.Chat or if you work with you know, Mark's company, because I know you do a lot of bot creation, there's a lot of different things you can do. I've seen bots that instead of saying, hey, how can, you, how, how can we help you? They basically have a promotion, right? Click here to access the 10% off coupon or here's a new free ebook that we did. So, and it's the same thing with Messenger bots. You can have any conversation you want. And when you realize that, it's really an open playing field. So, you know, my idea behind my bot is I get a certain types of questions when I have the contact form. So instead of people asking me the questions, I want them to be able to easily find the answers themselves on my website. So I constructed a bot. And by the way, I asked for their name and email address up front before they give them any information. Um, so that in case, you know, for whatever reason, I at least have access to them and can contact them. Uh, instead of waiting till the end, in which case they may not provide it to me. But above and beyond that, you know, I'm realizing the questions that people normally have and giving them, you know, links or information that will answer their question and give them a better, at the end of the day, customer experience. So Collect Chat, I found, was the best price point and had the most customization. I think it's like 20 bucks a month that I pay that allowed me to actually customize a bot. Obviously, if you need help customization, you're you know, marks on the line here. Um, but if you have some technical skills, you, you can easily create because they have these templates that you can use. Now, if you want to make something more complex, that's when you may want to hire outside help. But if you want to do something really simple, and if you look at a template and it makes sense, and you can just change one or two things, you've now just created a chatbot that every website visitor can engage with. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan. I recommend them for all sites. And I think that um, over time, uh, I can see, you know, uh, chatbots having more personalization features, you know, based on cookies 
and being able to speak your language and understand what you need before you even know it. So I'm really excited about the future. But at a minimum, you owe it to yourself to, you know, check out collect.chat, check out some of the others, check out Drift if you're an enterprise, um, get familiar with the technology and what, is poten what its potential is, and even try just installing one on your website for a week, you know, to see what happens. Uh, and I think that um, depending on how you construct that bot, you're going uh, to have a very pleasant surprise as I did. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan. As you know, we've gotten into the business because of how effective it is. We've got several clients where it's their main lead source. Wow. They're on-demand conversations instead of email where, you know, you're waiting for the drip to come out. And that's a one-way conversation. Whereas a, a chat bot, not only can a bot be talking to those customers, but you can just interject when you see the bot can't handle whatever the, the question is. I'm, I'm sure you see that a lot. With ManyChat, what I like about ManyChat, and you mentioned a few others like Collect.Chat and, and Drift, is that they, there's people that have written templates that you could just plug and play. I mean, if you're a simple business, uh, like a storefront, there's templates out there. You don't need to hire us unless you want to modify it and really take it to the next level. You could just install a template, put it on your website, and, and it's plug and play. It's not hard. And, and that kind of leads me to my, my next question, Neil. And that is, you know, I get a lot of inquiries uh, from small, large, medium businesses. And it seems like the small businesses out there don't understand the power of bots. And I'm like, every small business should have at least a chatbot on their website, if not Facebook or anywhere else where your customers are. Because it's really, if you program it correctly or work with us, uh, it's really easy to have it answer 80% of the questions that you get asked a lot. And it's a 24 by 7 non-paid employee. These are not expensive to set up. And I'm wondering if you have any examples that you'd like to share about small businesses uh, that are using bots and, and what the success or you know, the, the lessons learned have been. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'll take my own brand that, that I know the best as a small business. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's easy to set up. It, it allows you to scale. And at the end of the day, you know, I don't know what the bounce rate of your website is, but I don't, I've never heard of a website that has like a 0% bounce rate, right? So maybe it's 20%, maybe it's 40%, it's 60%. But the, the fact of the matter is that you have a bunch of people that are getting to your website, but then leaving without performing an action. And that, the chatbot is, is the way to get those people, right, to engage somehow so that you can acquire some information about what they were looking for, which is great data to have. Or maybe they'll go ahead and converse with your bot instead of going to that contact form, and then you'll be able to find you know, new leads or get new customers from that. So you know, the experience I've had is once you have a bot, right, it, as you said, it's 24-7, it is a virtual employee, and you're going to better understand why customers are coming to your website. Now, my small business website has, neilshafer.com, has a lot of blog content. So a lot of the traffic that comes, comes from the content. So I get a lot, you know, I want to push my consulting and speaking, what have you, but a lot of questions I get is based on the content. And I think that um, once you start doing it, it's another way, really a free way or a very, very low cost way to at a minimum get feedback, right? So one of my clients, they're actually a, a B2B marketing agency and they started using a chatbot and they realize that, you know, they get different types of conversations or inquiries than they were getting from their contact form. They were more numerous. Another uh, company I was working with, a, a, a B2B company in the healthcare industry, they began with a chat bot that was just a, you know, an experiment. And what they realized that the two things that people were asking for were product info or customer support. 
So, and maybe for a lot of B2B businesses, this is what it's going to come down to, but at least a chatbot help guide them. So if, you know, customer support, a lot of these chatbots, you can also man live during work hours. So, hey, if it's after hours, you can try, you know, a European contact or an Asian contact, you know, here's a, here's an email address or a phone number, what have you, or, you know, if it's product info, just, you know, as well as we try to construct websites and help navigate people, if we know 90% of our visitors have the question about one thing, let's make sure we have a menu item in the chatbot that leads them to that answer because we know that that's the question that they have and we want them to resolve their question. So, you know, as marketers, obviously we want to, you know, market using chatbots, but they obviously have a, a lot more meaning to businesses than just that. They become a gateway to the world in many ways, a conversational gateway. And um, you're not going to know how people are using your website or what information they need until you actually start to uh, embed the chatbot. Because it, like I said, and I think you've seen as well, Mark, it will get more engagement than a contact form. Yeah, no question. And you get, you get on-demand information if you've done your bot correctly and you know what 80% of your customers look for on your website because either you've surveyed them or you watched their activity. You can then have them on converse with your bot where you get their information. You know, you collected my email address, Neil. Yep. With a Facebook bot that you could put on your website, you have them in your database. Uh, you can ask for your their email information as well, but they're in your database. You can do broadcasts. You can do all sorts of things. Remember, if it's a Facebook chat bot, that shows up as a little red dot on their notification screen. And if you're like me, I'm kind of addicted to that red dot. I'm, I'm constantly hitting it to see who's contacted me or who wants you know, somebody commented on one of my posts. So it's for me, it's it's a lot better than, than email, at least right now. Hopefully, Facebook doesn't screw that up. The <laughs> rates are 80, 85%. I mean, who's getting 80, 85% on uh, email? Almost no one. Yeah, no one. Giving away money. So... I completely agree and uh, couldn't stress more that small businesses can get in very cost effectively. And if you want to get in with a, a, a bot that you know is very simple, like Neil said, just collect information, which I totally agree with, and you can converse with people. And then if you find it working, you can scale. You can hire an agency uh, to scale that bot for you. You can learn it yourself. Um, now, I want to transition, though, to something that you both... Uh, both you and I share, which are influencers. And, and I have this idea that I want to kind of run by you. I haven't created one yet. I'm just wondering what you think of this uh, particular question. And, and those of you that are out there, you'll probably beat me to the bunch, punch because one of you is probably ready to do this. But have you thought about creating an influencer bot for a brand where a bot is created that is branded, you know, influencer bot and, uh, you know, whatever that influencer's name is? And it answers questions and makes statements as the influencer would. Essentially, it is the influencer's persona, but it's placed into, you know, kind of a brand's account or web page or product page or even Facebook. Have you thought about uh, doing something like that? And would you find it effective? You know, I haven't. And this gets into sort of a philosophical conversation around the role of bots, the role of AI, and the role of humans and the role of influencers, right? Because influencers give brands a human voice. They give brands a human connection to an audience. Now, bots and AI, as much as we can, you know, there are ways of humanizing uh, chatbots, you know, like waiting three seconds before you respond, what have you. They make it look like as if you were, you know, talking with a person. So, you know, I, I, I've never heard of the idea. I think it's a great idea. I think that 
the more consumers engage with bots, the more that will become a reality, right? Uh, because we're used to doing it. And then you get all sorts of different personality bots. And I can see brands having different personalities like they would have in, in TV commercials. You go to Progressive Insurance and you got the flow bot. Um, and she would respond like she would, you know, her, her own self like she is on TV. So I think that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I, it's an interesting thing to try. I don't know if we're ready for that yet. Uh, I think it really depends on maybe the industry and how many people are actually, like I said, engaging with that bot. But it, it's something to definitely experiment with. It's an interesting idea. I mean, I, I see more um, bots as, instead of that human touch, more of facilitators. And I see AI more as, you know, in the back end, helping us with the analytics and, and doing the heavy lifting so that uh, humans and human marketers can be more strategic. So, you know, philosophically, um, it, it's a combination of two things that I would think are diamet you know, diametrically opposed but it could work. Yeah, I, I see your point. I mean, the human, that's a very good, uh, important ingredient to any kind of successful relationship uh, is that human-to-human, -human, uh, Brian Kramer says it best, that human-to-human -human connection. And, you know, if, if, it's a, if it's an influencer bot, no matter how good you are at programming, it's, it's not going to be a human. None, none of these bots that I've been able to tell have passed the Turing test, uh, and I, I doubt we're going to be there anytime soon. Yeah. Do you see, though, let's just say, um, you know, one of the Kardashians had a fashion bot for, you know, a line, a fashion line they like. They could probably make recommendations as to what they like given a given certain situation. You know, if you're on the beach or you're going out or, you know, what, sh what pair of sunglasses they like. I, I think you could probably do it that way. So, because if you didn't know that information, um, and you could interact with a Kim Kardashian bot on someone's website or even Facebook. I think that could be effective and, and very useful. But again, I haven't tried it either. It was just something I was thinking about when reading about some of the things that you discussed with influencers and, and uh, AI. You know, it's really interesting. So I think it really depends on how you implement it. So if Kim Kardashian, if you could engage with Kim Kardashian's bot and based on your input, that she is going to give you a, you know, quote unquote, personalized recommendation, like what clothes you should wear tomorrow, what type of event are you going to, what's your favorite color, um, how, how tall are you, what's your weight, right? Uh, that, that might be a really, really interesting thing that you could program that seems personalized. And I think that's going to, you know, the more personalized any bot is, the more human it seems. So, it, you know, it is something that can be done, but I think that's where AI comes in, where you have companies that now have apps that say, okay, take a picture of yourself, and then we're going to use AI and visual recognition machine learning to actually, you know, recommend these sorts of outfits. And by the way, this is what they'll look like on you. So, you know, you sort of have two competing technologies in some way, and I guess there's probably a complementary way to make them work together, a combination of a bot with that AI visual recognition app to based on that, that personalization. And hey, who's your favorite? You know, who do you want to be most like in terms of your fashion? Is it is it Kim K? Is it you know, is it Beyonce? And you go through a list, and so yeah, I mean, it's it, a bot is a great way to engage, and if you can personalize it, and if people feel more comfortable because they think that there's a person behind it, and really it's it's personalized information that they feel is just for them. I think that's the magic combination. Well said, very well said. So we'll see. Maybe we'll come back to this. Uh, we'll see somebody implement something like that. Maybe somebody has. I just don't know about it. You know, Mark, you're going to be the first person, if I find it, you're going to be the first person I tell about it. All right, good. And then I'll jump on with you again, and we'll talk about whether it was successful or not. That would be an interesting conversation. There you go. Yeah, it would. All right. So uh, just a couple more questions, Neil, before we wrap things up. 
Uh, in an article I read, you were quoted as saying, I think AI is actually going to save marketers a lot of time and also make them look smarter. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You were talking about the ability for AI to analyze data yeah. and to give them more information quicker because, you know, it's noisy as hell out there. It's really yeah. hard to do that, even manually. So with AI, how do you think this, uh, you know, using AI will make marketers look smarter? You know, for some of my clients, I do a lot of data analysis. It, a lot of it's related to social media marketing, but just general marketing, right? And, you know, what I realize is, you know, there's certain things I do to uncover insights. Now, I can program, uh, you know, using machine learning and creating an algorithm, I could program something to do this for me. And guess what? They're going to do it accurately. They're going to do it quicker and they're probably, depending on how I program it, are going to be able to uncover insights that I could not find before. And they're going to be able to do it like spontaneously, right? So instead of me having to spend time crunching the data and looking for data attribution analogies, there's going to be something that's going to do it for me. It's going to allow me to do more strategic things and implement more on the things that are important to my business, not the, you know, the data in the back. And, you know, businesses and marketing has to be and should be data driven. It doesn't mean that we have to spend all of our time hiring, you know, a dozen data analysts to try to figure it out when we can use those same data analysts to help program something that even if those data analysts leave the company, that becomes a company asset, right? And that I think, you know, I've seen, I was at Marketo Nation, it was last year where Marketo was saying, hey, we've already implemented AI in our analytics. And I wrote an ebook with Open Influence, who are an influencer marketing platform out here in LA, and they've already implemented AI and they're using visual recognition, what have you, to be able to see trends that say, okay, this person probably has a lot of fake followers, that person probably has a lot of fake engagement. If you can look at things and create rules uh, when you analyze data, whether it be you know, users you want to reach out to because they're influencers or trends in your retail sales by outlet or by product or by location you begin to get the sense that if somehow, you know, we had a team, instead of hiring a data analysis person, if we hired an AI person, because all of this, you know, if you want to tap into IBM Watson, what have you, you're able to do that, right? And that's where I think the power is, and it becomes an asset, not an overhead expense for companies, and they begin to find true strategic insight that just humans might not be able to uncover. So that's, and you know, we're only going to have more and more data to work with, Right. Uh, as we get more customers, more sales, the longer we're in business, it's like my blog maxed out at like 1,600 posts. I'm like, you know, half of these aren't even getting read. Why do I have so much, right? How do I, how do I like, you know, you know, I want to create a bot that says, okay, it, when this starts getting less than X number of monthly visits, uh, you may want to consider deleting it or revising the content, right? That's a great idea for a bot that right, right now takes me in, as part of a weekly process you know, it takes me a little bit of time and whether it's five minutes or 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, that, that should be instantaneous. And guess what? 50 years from now, that will be instantaneous. We're not there yet. We're at the very, very early stages. But those businesses that get that, it, it sort of reminds me when I worked in Japan in the semiconductor industry in the 90s, there was a book called Reengineering that came out in Silicon Valley. And it was the early days of the internet where it's like, hey, well, instead of like buyers like sending us purchase orders over fax, and then we have to input that, those numbers into our system and then tell our factories like how much we need. Why don't we just like hook our IT system up to there, our factory automation and, and inventory management system, let's just directly hook it up 
with our buyers, right? And get direct access to the data. It'll be more accurate. And it, it was revolutionary, right? At the time, every employee, and we had like 12,000 employees had to read this book. And this is something even more revolutionary, but it's, it's of the same sort of scale. Um, and it's all revolving around data. And there's just so much, so much out there and so many things we can do with it. AI is going to make, that's the reason AI is going to make marketers really, it's going to make companies that leverage smart marketers who can best leverage AI. It's going to make them look really smart. And those are the companies that are going to really thrive. Yeah, I mean, it, again, very well. We, we, we think so much alike. That, um, the data that you're talking about is, for me, it, it's very hard to kind of, you can spend a lot of time gathering that data, make sure it's, make sure it's accurate, and then kind of analyzing that data to make smart decisions. I mean, unless you have a data scientist, you're doing it on your own. And yep. that could be flawed. Um, if you're not really taking the time to get that uh, structured in a way that uh, makes sense and also when you cross-check it against all the other data, uh, that it, it, if it's not accurate, then you're going to have crappy data and you're going to have crappy decisions as a result of that. So yeah, if, I, if, if AI can help, um, I, you know, you're gonna, it's, that, that's just going to take off. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a human being that, that can actually program it and that can actually work off of the insights and make them actionable. But it's like the CEO of a company I work for, they have an Amazon store, who's our customer? You know, you got to analyze the data that Amazon gives you to figure out who the heck is buying this stuff. You know, so it's, it's, it's Amazon data. It's their own online store data. It's data that comes from point of sales at Walmart. It's like Nielsen market data and data from other retails, from distributors. It's, it's a lot of data that once you start to put it together... It's like, wow, we didn't even realize that we were selling to this niche segment that probably generates an overwhelming majority of our sales when there's this other segment that we thought we were selling to that doesn't even have any brand awareness for us, right? So, uh, and that's where you begin to make really, really strategic business decisions. And, and you know, they, they've hired me as the data person. I wish we had AI. Um, but those are the things that are possible for any, you know, business, large or small. All right, Neil. So, last question, uh, and I ask everybody this. In 100 words or less, what is your chatbot or AI voice app like Alexa Skill that you recommend and, and why? Well, Alexa Skill is still new, so I can't recommend that. And I do plan to have my own in the near future. But I think the number one thing that you can do, as we talked about, is have a chatbot on your website. Go check out Collect Chat. Do a Google search for collect.chat competitors. Do an analysis. Look at some examples. Go to neilshafer.com. See my own example. Mark, if you have a few examples, throw them out there. Yep. And just get acquainted with the technology from the provider side. Look at how it's being used on a few websites and experiment with it. And I think that, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you, have, an, you have an intrinsic interest in it. If you're only doing messenger bots, start using a, a, a chat a bot on your website. And if you're only doing website chat bots, start experimenting with messenger bots. They're all different channels and they're all going to give you different results. And they all lead to just being able to scale all of your uh, marketing and really, you know, customer engagement efforts with all these multiple touch points. Wonderful. Well said. Um, so those of you listening, please go to Neil's website and we'll put all the, the links in the, the show notes to pre-order his book, The Business of Influence. Neil, you know, this will come out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, when, when's the date that they can start pre-ordering your, your new book, The Age of Influence, sorry? Yeah, so The Business of Influence, I did a pre-order campaign and, um, and that was before I got the publishing deal. So uh, it will be on Amazon under The Age of Influence, I believe in the August or September timeframe. You should see that pre-order button there. So be on the lookout for that. All right, excellent. So 
And from my point of view, if you are interested in chatbots, check out ours on Facebook. That is uh, facebook.com forward slash fanatics marketing. Uh, lastly, I want to leave you. We have a marketing quote every single episode. And for this week, it's going to be where your focus goes, your energy flows. Love that quote. Neil, it's been a pleasure having you. Really want to have you back on, especially if we see an influencer AI use case that we could talk about. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and um, we don't do this often enough. I agree, Mark. And yeah, I think before the podcast, when we were talking, we had a lot in common, and there's a lot of great, uh, a lot of great flow of, of information we could be sharing, and hopefully sharing more of that with your listeners as well. So thanks for having me on, and I really hope that uh, this podcast, this episode, has provided you not just the education, but the inspiration to say yes, I can do it, or yes, this is something we need to look into, and it provided you that spark. <laughs>